Hello, I'm your host, Effie Villarino, and today I have the pleasure to connect with a digital colleague from uh, LinkedIn, Sharat Chandra, who is uh, an evangelist of um, innovation in fintech and specifically the more edge innovations that are around the blockchain and other emerging technologies in financial services. Uh, and I'd like to welcome you first, uh, Sharat. Thanks, Avi. Pleasure to be part of this conversation. Uh, Sharat, you, you are always one of my go-to sources in terms of what is going on in India and in the East. Uh, um, I always uh, think of India as one of the leaders in um, innovating in DPIs, in uh, digital public infrastructures that have uh, huge network effects, and I, I'd like to call them not only financial network effects, but economic network effects, because those are broader than just financial. And especially when we're talking about countries like India with huge populations, diverse populations, and, and diverse challenges at the same uh, time. So we're here to discuss uh, one of the recent uh, developments that have been highlighted in the media around the digital rupee, around um, uh, UPI and so on. So let's start with a little bit background uh, around the digital rupee. Why uh, has uh, the, the central bank RBI in India decided to go ahead with a digital rupee and what does it look like? Right. So uh, digital rupee, the, the motivations behind launching a digital rupee were multifold. One was uh, bring down the cash in circulation because demonetization, despite its good intentions, though it gave a flip to uh, the digital economy and digital payments, cash again came back in circulation. So one of the primary reasons was to reduce dependency on the cash. And digital currencies have become the de facto mode of payment or de facto mode of transaction uh, as far as India has uh, is concerned. I mean, RBI in its wisdom was right in rolling out a currency which is in tune or which is in sync with the general people in the, in the country. That is second. Another reason was to curb down on, uh, put a curb on anti-money laundering activities because cash often leads to these illicit and illegal activities like terror financing, so and so forth, right? So that was, that was also one of the main reasons. One reason I can also maybe uh, bring into this conversation is to reduce the dependency on UPI. Because yeah. now UPI, I can give you one statistic where in the month of October, we reached or clocked 11 billion transactions. So we as a country, India as a country, hasn't reached the complete uh, digitalization as far as digital payments is concerned. Imagine if we're clocking 1 billion transactions per day the UPI needs to have a complementary mechanism where people can go to and make payments. So this and, is where- what, uh, are, what are the limitations of UPI? Why why UPI can't uh, on its own read right. uh, that? I mean, it's already, how, how old is it? It's what this- I would say I'm close to a decade now. Close okay. to a decade. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you a couple of reasons why UPI- uh, may not be able to scale given the current infrastructure what we have because the current payment systems what we have is payments and settlements are two disjointed processes 
payments and settlements, they happen in batches. They do not happen simultaneously or on the same chain. But if you look at the very nature of a programmable currency or money, you can settle transactions immediately. Correct. So that's brings, uh, that brings the efficiency what is needed in a payment and settlement system. I'll give you another stat where, again, this is quite old, where uh, NPCI had a technical decline rate or TDR of 1.35%. So imagine a case where we are having more than a billion transactions per day, because that's what the goal of the government is, that we should be clocking 1 billion transactions per day. One Even 1.35% is a significant number. Right. And especially people who are new to digital payments, if they are faced with transaction failures, they'll be put off. They will not yeah. uh, take yeah. digital payments the right way, right? They will again go back to cash. Yeah. So another reason is, is to create, first of all, create an alternative and supportive mechanism to support UPI. Second is since UPI is free as of now and it can it cannot be free forever. Right. Right. So the cost is right now taken that the the government basically. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So in fact, RBI has something called PIDF, Payment Infrastructure Development Fund, where close to ten thousand crores worth of money is supposed to be put, fifty percent by the payment entities like banks, card networks, and fifty percent by RBI itself. But again, coming back to the point of how do you create a sustainable or alternative payment mechanism? Uh, this is where CBDC has some value because UPI will not will no longer be free. And even in one of the statements uh, by NPCI chief, Dilip Aspre, he said that high value merchant payments or merchant transactions might attract some fee, right? And okay. I'll say this is pretty logical because you need to incentivize the payment uh, network or payment ecosystem participants. You can't have a free model always. So, I think one of the ways would be to increase digital currency adoption is to make CBDC or digital rupee free for people in general. But for UPI, for certain transactions or certain categories of transactions, it will attract a fee. So, so, so it, it, would it be logical to expect that the uh, lower value transactions may remain free and higher value transactions will maybe have a fee? That would that make sense? Yes, yes. And I can foresee uh, CBDC being used in, or digital rupee being used in both low value as well as high value transactions. For example, I'll give you one instance of, uh, there's a state uh, in uh, northern part of India called Bihar, where Yes Bank, one of the leading banks in India, yeah. has started uh, allowing property tax payments to be, sorry, commercial tax payments to be paid using digital rupee. So imagine tax payments being, uh, especially commercial tax payments, um, are significantly higher, you can use CBDC or digital rupee to make those payments. And you can still incentivize people to not pay any transaction fee on top of that. Right. I think these are some of the ways that option can happen. But UPI will is not going away anywhere. It will still be the preferred choice of payments for people who still haven't onboarded the digital payments journey. Okay. Okay. So so it is the, the best way to sort of make the transition from you know cash or or traditional uh right. financial services into the digital uh world right right in fact very recently npci allowed high value payments for let's say hospitals right using uh upi i think uh, earlier cap was very low but now it's close to five hundred thousand rupees 
500,000 right. rupees is 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 what in value and how does it correspond to you know like a day a visit at a doctor a day in a hospital to give yes. us a context yeah so let's let's say for any normal let's say for example if somebody goes for an eye treatment like cataract right yeah. i think bill can easily touch about 100,000 rupees okay. right but let's say if there's another another surgery or another uh, medical intervention which is needed. The, those bills can easily touch 500,000 or even 10,000, depends upon the disease. Now, paying through card will have its limitations because there's a limit on the card. If you're doing an online transfer, uh, again, you need to add the, the hospital account and then make the transfer, right? So the preferred way would be UPI, UPI. where you can pay through UPI and, and get it done. Right, right. And, and, and you, you spoke already about some cases where the digital rupee is used. So we're talking about um, a retail digital rupee, a retail CBDC. Mm -hmm. But do I understand correctly that uh, RBI is both piloting uh, a, a retail one and a wholesale one or, or not yet? So there are pilots both on the, in the wholesale as well as retail segment. Yeah. Wholesale one is, is mostly about buying and selling of government securities or income bank transfers. On the retail front, the RBI is uh, kind of putting uh, banks on notice and saying that we have to clock 1 million transactions every month. Right. And that's where some of the banks uh, even started giving out employee benefits in central bank digital currency. Okay. That was also reported in the media. I think that's also one of the good ways to uh, enable users or make them used to how a digital currency works so that going forward, because this is the future of money, we all understand it, right? Going forward, yes. uh, the very nature of money is going to be changed. Why not start using it from early on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I look at how um, China has been rolling out its own uh, CBDC, uh, you know, paying some public uh, employees uh, right. is, is one method or, you know, offering some public transportation tickets or, or right. passes, uh, those make sense because they, they, they are, it's a start to adopt and then you can go to more sort of uh, private and, and mass um, uh, yeah. things and, 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 and integrations at the end of the day. Right. Even in India, in one of the states in India called Kerala, where the Kochi Metro, especially for metro transportation, uh, some of the banks are allowing the usage of CBDC. So I think for transit uh, payments or even uh, utility payments, CBDC is, is a great case where you can take some button off the UPI. Right. Okay. Because even though, I mean, uh, especially in Bangalore, let's say, even if you want to have a cup of tea or a cup of uh, uh, mm -hmm. any drink people prefer using UPI, paying through UPI, right? Which does put a load on the system, right? Let's say even if you're uh, using uh, uh, UPI to make even a five rupee payment or 10 rupee payment, it does add to the load, right? So especially some of those transactions can be taken off and maybe CBDC can be the preferred way for yeah. making those yeah. transactions. Now, uh, if we go into a detail and, and are you a user of CBDC? Have you received or, or yeah. transferred CBDC? So does it work like you have to open a new wallet from that's provided from your banking provider? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. so, so you can have from your banking provider, both the option 
of paying with the UPI and a wallet uh, with a QR code, basically, right? Yes, yes. To pay with your um, CBDC. Yeah, the good part is the the current UPI QR code is interoperable with the digital rupee QR code. So it makes the transfer very seamless. So I can just scan any QR code and start paying through even digital currency. When the pilot started, there are different QR codes for a digital rupee payment as well as a normal UPI payment. But RBI enabled QR code interoperability between these two systems. So now on, you can use the same QR code and you have the choice of making payments through CBDC as long as the other person who is part of the transaction has a digital rupee uh, wallet. Very interesting, this interoperability. And, and I'm always thinking the parallel with China, how they, you know, um, integrated uh, with, with the big super apps uh, there yeah. and, and how that, um, that happens. Are there major security, cybersecurity concerns with these QR codes, whether from UPI or uh, for the digital rupee in your experience in everyday life beyond what the media reports? Uh, so personally, I have not experienced any uh, cybersecurity uh, downside as far as using UPI QR codes are concerned. But uh, we all have to admit that there are QR code scams and this is where there's a lot of literacy and awareness which needs to happen, especially for people who are new to digital payments in tier two and tier three cities of the India uh, or even remote villages. So that's where the people are more prone to falling prey to scams, right? So QR code scams are, are there. I, I can't deny that. But personally, I haven't experienced any, any friction with respect to making uh, payments either via UPI or, or through digital rupee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because here in the, the West, uh, we, we are uh, subject to scams through push notifications, uh, you know, from um, the, all these digital payment, um, mm -hmm. the peer-to-peer Yep. The apps and, and so on. Uh, and I guess we will be starting to, to feel that with QR codes as the adoption uh, uh, progresses. Sharat, my, my question going forward is, is the RBI setting its up, itself up for failure by, you know, going on and launching a new infrastructure, a DPI for uh, the CBDC, the, the digital rupee, while there's been this huge success of UPI, uh, will everybody be watching and, and expecting that type of success and, and so fast? And how, how, how do you feel about that? Uh, I would say the expectations are high because with UPI, we have scripted one of the best payment success stories, right? So we as a nation, being an emerging economy, we have kind of leapfrogged and become the front runner with respect to payments innovation. So there's evident pressure on, on the even on the industry as a whole, right? How do we uh, re-script that, that success story as far as central bank digital yeah. currency is concerned? And this is where I think uh, we have to give due credit to RBI because they're going slow, but they're going in a very pragmatic and very thoughtful manner. So, uh, and this is where RBI has been, or the government has been making some strategic tie-ups. For example, there's a, a tie-up with Central Bank of UAE where the Indian rupee and their currency dirham is interoperable, interchangeable, first of all. And 
सेंट्रल बैंक ऑफ यू ए ऑल्सो हैज अबीडीसी प्रोजेक्ट इवन आर बी आई सीबीडीसी प्रोजेक्ट नाउ दीज टू कंट्रीज आर वर्किंग टूगेदर इन द कॉन्टेक्स ऑफ हैविंग सीबीडीसी ब्रिज and much of the information is already available so imagine a case where most of the indian diaspora or indian travelers they're going to dubai they'll be able to buy a cup of coffee or a cup of tea using a digital rupee digital rupee or even digital dirham so i think rbi is very very conscious and very very uh, forward looking by going slow not going so fast because uh, this is not a race uh, which yeah. any, any any country has to go there and and get first but again idea is to is to get it right how we do it the right way and how do we uh, protect the people who are new to the system yeah so rbi has a public uh, good objective as well where the idea is to protect the digital consumers Yeah, Sharad, you shared the other day a piece of news uh, that was I found very interesting. That um, RBI is, uh, or or maybe the Bankers Association in yeah. in India is creating um, a shared website for right. banks around the digital rupee. What 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 is that about? So I think um, this is an initiative towards bringing all banks on one particular platform. and then uh, allowing and popularizing the use cases of central bank digital currency okay so what's happening uh, how the pilot started was it start, started with a couple of banks where the closed user groups cogs and certain selected individuals were given the first access to use central bank digital currency rupee but now rbi is opening up and in fact almost all the banks so we have close to 12 to 13 banks in india where all of them are popularizing the usage of central bank digital currency but but the point is there's no single platform where you can see okay this particular bank is is also allowing users to uh, transact through central bank digital currency i think that that is one second is how do we build upon the use cases i think uh, this initiative by indian banks association uh, is a step in the right direction because uh, cbdc will get traction or adoption only when when there are credible use cases Yes. Right. Yes. Which uh, which can solve pain points of the industry. Let's say MSME lending for that particular matter, right? Or even micro insurance. Yeah. Yes. 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 So That's those true. are the other areas. I can foresee a lot of synergy as far as uh, ONDC or the open network for digital commerce and digital rupee, because we all know that uh, the future of money is programmable. It's it's digital, right? And since ONDC also is being uh, taken to different other countries. the team behind ondc they are also exploring how the same model the way we we have taken upi global uh, yes. by taking to france and other countries how can we also take the ondc or open network digital commerce to other countries where we have strategic interest and where we have bilateral ties so this is where uh, a new form of money which can even run on ondc and upi rails so if you look at upi we have upi uh, arrangements in singapore uh, bhutan uh, even in france even in london the upi is present right and middle east countries so we can envision a world where central bank digital currency like a digital rupee will start running on upi rails which goes beyond india it goes into europe and also creates a uh, i would say complementary payment system yes and especially for 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 trade right, right. for exports because right. okay now do i understand correctly that where the upi has been exported mm-hmm. in the first list of countries it's really for retail um use meaning you know indian remittances 
uh, remittances and 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 tourism if you want you know yeah. um both ways and indian travels to that country and 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 vice versa um but now if the on dc um vision is is uh, comes to fruition it will be more around small business or medium business or large businesses trade right. In fact, one of the visions of ONDC is to move from uh, digital commerce to open finance. So ONDC started as a, a transition or or a step away from a platform-based economy, a platform-based economy controlled by big techs like Amazon and Walmarts of the world to, to create a model where it's open to all and all the businesses which are not digital native can come on top of ONDC. The transition is from digital commerce to open finance, where now even insurance companies, um, healthcare companies are coming on top of ONDC. And they're building products suited for this new world order, right? Where, where there's a conscious decision to move away from uh, the platforms controlled by big techs of the world. Interesting. So ONDC, uh, for those that don't know, is also a DPI uh, infrastructure. Yes. Open network for digital commerce, the way UPI has been envisioned, the same holds true for the digital commerce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so if we were to, to make a, a mind map of the DPIs, we have at heart, right? Mm -hmm. for, for the digital identity, we have UPI for payments, ONDC for digital commerce. And now we could add the CBDCs as they are rolled out because that's a DPI too, correct? Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, if you look at BRICS uh, as a group in general, right, there's a wider consensus among all members that they should have a, uh, a common reserve currency. Yes. Or a currency which can uh, which can be used by all the member nations, because uh, th there's a wider uh, acceptance among people uh, or countries in general to move away from dollars hegemony, right? Yeah. So uh, a dollar, and I mean, though, though we can't discount dollars dominance uh, in the near future, but in future we might see strong uh, regional reserve currencies. The way digital yuan is being promoted by China, because China does control a significant amount of trade. I think for other parts of the world where, let's say, BRICS for that matter, where India and other countries have a significant trade presence. So I can foresee a central bank digital currency or CBDC bridges, especially on group in groups like BRICS, yes. playing a significant role. And uh, dollar will not be able to play, play a major role there because most of these countries will agree to trade uh in bilateral currencies yes i mean i i i think that because of other geopolitical reasons it's kind of tough to imagine an agreement of um, a new cbd right. on top of for, mm -hmm. for the BRICS or other you know countries that want uh, to join i think it's it's difficult i think it's difficult to imagine a cbdc that's a basket yeah. like stable coin, but uh, uh, building bridges like the one that you mentioned, that mm -hmm. seems a much more viable, not from a technology perspective, from, from a, a consensus perspective. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is... um, yeah, preserving, you know, the monetary policies uh, of, of each country and, and but at the same time, 
um, enabling uh, something that is beneficial for everybody. Yeah, yeah. This is where uh, RBI has been very forward-looking in terms of creating those payment linkages. So we have uh, now payment linkage with uh, Singapore's or MAS's uh, fast payment systems, right? And um, because significant uh, Indian diaspora stays in Singapore and other APAC countries. So that's where RBI has been also going strategically and making those bridges, I would say, or, or payment system arrangements where uh, at least the remittance part, because India is the biggest player when it comes to inward remittances. Right. So and, and there's a proper or a sound reasoning behind this entire process. Yes, yes, yes. It, it, it's, it's very interesting how uh, fast these developments, in a way, have mm -hmm. been uh, happening. I mean, the last, uh, I would say, two years, I feel that the speed um, uh, has, has picked up. And we're talking yeah. about entities like central banks that are not entities, you know, that are going to do things uh, fast and break uh, things. Uh, <laughs> the Silicon Valley type of uh, mentality, right? We're, we're talking about entities that have uh, strategic uh, responsibilities to, to the economies and and political and, and economic responsibilities and are not going to be experimenting and moving fast for the sake of uh, acquiring uh, knowledge. Uh, Sharat, I'd like to thank you very much for all these insights and the color, as we used to say in, in the trading uh, business that you bring, which is invaluable um, as um, you're on the ground, you are somebody who's involved uh, in innovation, you 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 are uh, you have the pulse, if you want, of what is going on. And I'd like to thank you very much for sharing this knowledge. And and uh, let's keep in touch and have a, a, a revisit uh, sure. later this year, as I'm sure there'll be more developments coming out of uh, India. Uh, the the commitment is there. You seem to be, um, if you want, uh, confident that this will continue. Uh, and and uh, as I said, thank you very much for sharing your knowledge. Thanks, Sophie. Pleasure to be part of this conversation. Great talking to you.